Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Beer Babes, this is an awesome episode where we interview Andrew, who's the owner and head brewer down at Communion Brewing. We get an awesome sneak peek um, and we get to see a live brew day halfway through this episode so make sure you stay put this is a really really great interview some key insights into what it's like running a brewery through a pandemic and also some of the awesome stuff that communion are working on at the minute so really fun episode awesome behind the scenes and make sure you stick through to the end this is awesome so beer babes we are back down at communion brewing on the beautiful sunny coast of bernie um, and we're really excited to be talking to Andrew again. Andrew, last time we were here, all, all we really heard was the polishing of these beautiful floors. And mm. it's awesome to come back now. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I really wanted to start um, by asking you what, it, what that opening process was like. Because that was, we were in peak COVID then. It was hectic. Well, actually, the opening was really good. But it was hectic, getting mm. the venue ready. But... The first month was amazing because that was before the borders opened yeah. and then the borders opened on the 15th of December and the whole thing went to crap for about two months. Yeah. So understandably all the locals were pretty uh, apprehensive about coming out and mm-hmm. of course we had the mask mandate and so it was quite um, a stressful time mm-hmm. and so our whole business went in the toilet for about two or three months mm-hmm. and caused a fair bit of stress yeah. <laughs> with um, with it's like, oh no, I've made a horrible, horrible mistake. But I mean, you know, you open... Mm-hmm there was a pandemic happening and there yep. were certain risks with all that so there mm. was you know but to have like a really good month and then for it to be you know um affected so severely was it definitely was hard um, yeah. and caused a fair bit of stress but we we just hit the promotions hard and mm-hmm. and obviously you just had to roll with all of the mandates and um the vaccine mandate as well mm. so deal with all the backlash from that and yeah. yeah so it was not an easy start um but in some ways it kind of let us get our feet in the venue a little bit okay. um and just because you've got to learn how each venue kind of works mm. and you know, how many staff you need and mm. what, what things look like and so there was a fair bit of learning that mm. happened during that quiet time and yeah. we were able to just find well, our feet yeah well that's mm. really i suppose a, that's a really good way of sort of turning it into positive is probably a stretch but you know giving yourself the chance to grow in a more uh, controlled space yeah um, yeah. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't suggest it generally though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I, there's when there's a brewery to pay off. Yes. It is, um, definitely. It's very stressful. Yeah. Um, I think 
Uh, the next thing I wanted to ask you about is sort of um, around that is, so you, you guys have been up and running for, for a bit now. What's one thing you wish you knew or like, what is there something that if you could go back now to that, that first day and mm. tell yourself, like what would that be? Well, the tempting answer is to be like, don't do it. <laughs> but I, like it was a lot. It's, it's a lot. Um, there's been a number of things that didn't go to plan, mainly staffing wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably the hardest bit about everything. You know, mm-hmm. we sort of had to have a couple of big um, staff changeovers where mm-hmm. it just was people that just didn't get the job or whatever. Yeah. And they were in, unfortunately in really key roles. So it just mm-hmm. caused a pretty kind of major disruptance to mm. disturbance to the whole thing so that staffing is always the hard thing mm-hmm. particularly at the moment yeah there's just no staff at all so yeah cool um so it's it's just a it's been that side of things mm-hmm. um i would go back to myself and i don't know i don't know how i there's no there's no way you can get around that mm. um and it's not beer related it's not mm. necessarily kind of you know build or brewery yeah. related it's just it just happens yeah um but it's sort of a bit it's also a bit stereotypical because it's you know uh, particularly as a you know we lost our head chef really early on and that's you know so stereotypical that yeah. you have head chef issues you know yep. it's like oh you know what restaurant you yeah know, like, bit cliche almost. bit cliche um so yeah anyway it was um, that that was just added to the stress of it. So it was a real shame because the beer was good, the venue yep. was good, everything was good, the food was good, yeah. but it was just, you know, all this stuff. So and it was I, just... I think particularly that's probably something like people at home are, are interested to hear because, like, you know, you think, like, the, the name is Communion Brewing. So, yeah. you know, when I think about it, uh, you know, probably a bit biased, all I'm thinking about is the beer. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm looking at all this cool stuff you're yeah. putting out. But there's so much stuff behind yeah. that that has to fall into place for it to work because yeah. it's all well and good you could be making the world's tastiest beer oh exactly but if you don't have someone to pour it then what's the point oh exactly like, and if you don't have a comfortable venue um, that's mm. worked then again what's mm. the point and I think people are getting a lot fussier now with it being a good experience and that's mm. what like I've said to you previously is that this place is more about the venue than any yeah. in, like individual factor so sure the beer is good but it's not really about the beer sure the food's good but it's not about the beer it's about enjoying the space mm. and, and being in enjoying those things together yeah that's what it's about and that's yep. why we've spent you know obviously a fair bit on the fit yeah. out and yes. um you know heating and lighting yep. and music and all that sort of stuff is is right and yep. it's just a really important that's our mm. point of difference is that it's a enjoyable experience mm. not just a nice beer yeah yeah and i think you like you've nailed that i've i've I know this might be our second filming, but I've been here a couple of times, and each time I come, I notice something new that I think is just incredible about this place. But I think you, you were going to show us some of the actual brewing process. Yes. You're in the middle right now. Yeah, so. we're in the middle of a brew, so we're brewing our local expert pale ale today. So um, we're just about to mash out mm-hmm. um, into the Lauder Tun, so you mm-hmm. can come for a wander and have yeah. a look at that. Let's go check it out. All right, cool. Right, so this is full. That's the mash tun, so it's got all of the grain and water in it. Yeah. And we'll be transferring it via that pump there into the water tank. So this just has um, basically a sieve in the bottom of it that okay. filters out the grain from the water. Yep. <coughs> so, um, um, that just opens yeah. the way for it to come into here. And then, watch your step. Major trip hazard. 
see there you've got your rakes running, so mm -hmm. that'll just help um, distribute the grain. Yeah. And then, so the mash will come out of that hole there, which mm -hmm. is... That's been sitting there for an hour. Okay. And all the starches are converted into sugars. Um, so we monitor the pH of that, mm -hmm. make sure it's all happening right, and then we transfer that across. So, do you want to come and fire up that mash pump feed? Uh, mash pump? Yep. Maybe like 30 or something. Have we got movement? Yeah. Oh yeah. So now of course I know, but let's just let's just, you know, for everyone at home who doesn't know. So right now that's basically the the sugary water that gets added to the Yeah, so yeah. what this process is doing is just turning all the starches that are yeah. in the grain. So if you just you just eat some grain. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It's not sweet. Yeah. Um, it's just starchy. Yeah. And so when you uh, activate the enzymes in the grains, mm -hmm. um, you obviously with water. Yeah. Um, at the right pH and the right temperature, you, those starches convert into sugars, mm -hmm. different types of sugars that yeah. yeast then eats. Yeah. So this whole process, this first process here, is just that conversion. Yeah. And then Amazing. this next process is to separate the sugar water from the grain. The grain. Yeah. yeah. So, and we basically keep and we rinse. The other, the other part about this process is that rinsing the grain. So, yep. to get as much sugar out of the grain yep. as possible, you just put hot water over it, and you keep rinsing that grain to um, to get as much of that sugar yeah. out as possible. So it you don't smells sweet. Yeah. Like really sweet. Yeah. So that nice multi multi mm. sweetness. I'm just gonna rinse, like wash this out, yep. just to push out all that last bit of grain. And then turn this one down to about the mash pump down to about um, 12. This is awesome. So this is um, very impromptu but super exciting for me. Um, I was expecting just an interview but I'm like getting to see the entire process and um, I, you can probably tell but I am chuffed. <laughs> yeah. This is my um, brewing wear. So always got to leave hot some water in anything with a with a burner in it. So this has a burner, that has a burner, and that end tank has a burner in it. Okay. Never let them sit dry. Okay. So always got to have water in it because um, obviously that's been quite hot because it's mm -hmm. been yeah. heating up. So that now just sits. Like a nuclear power plant. Yeah, that's right. You Don't want to run it dry. dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is uh, except this is way more important. Yeah, that. exactly. That's yeah. it. This is more this devastating. Is, this is yeah. Um, so that process is done, um, you turn the hot water off, sweet. So now this one just sits there for a bit, we'll just let that run, that rake run for a minute and then that grain bed will just bed down on top of the water plates. And we want to keep that nice and hot, so you shut that, sweet, happy days. Awesome. So that just that basically has to then just relax, like sit sit down onto the, it'll kind of form a nice bed on the sieve basically, on the water plates. Yeah. And then what we do is we pull the water off the bottom and sprinkle it back off the top, it's called recirculation. Okay. And you just like run that until the, um, until that water, which is called wort at this point. Yeah. So it's the, it's the pre-beer liquid. Yeah. So it becomes beer when you add yeast to it. Yes. Um, but before that it's called wort and so that sugar water called wort just basically recirculates through the grain bed 
and gets clearer and clearer. So that grain bed turns into a sieve, a, a nice filter bed, and gets all those particulates out. And once that runs clear, then you send it into the kettle yeah. for boiling and hops and all the fun stuff. So yeah. that'll we'll let this sit for a minute and then we'll start that process. Cool. Mm. Easy. Yeah, very exciting. Of course I know all this stuff, but I'm just pretending to the people at home. Um, do you get a great deal of flavour from your grains? and Because, like, you know, that's sugary, that's sweet. Yeah. You don't get, like, sweet beer as, stu- as such because of this. This is just to feed the yeast. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it depends on what temperature this first process is at. So, depending on what grains you use and what temperature you mash at, you will actually affect the sweetness of your beer. So, okay. the yeast... Um, the yeast only eats a certain type of sugar mm-hmm. um, and if you have uh, a higher mash temperature yep. then it creates more of a different type of sugar that the yeast can't eat and so okay. that will remain in the beer as residual sugar so a really sweet thick beer mm. so like your, your double IPA that has high alcohol but you often have high residual sweetness in that as well mm-hmm. that you would mash at a higher temperature and you would end up with more sugars left in the beer. So it does, and it also depends on what yeast you use, like some yeasts eat more of the sugar than others, so sometimes you can you can use a yeast type that, that isn't um, as hungry and okay. to get a higher residual sugar. But for your lagers and stuff, like you, you mash really low, so um, like 63 degrees would be a, a mash temperature that we would use for our lager and that's Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
trying to get as much sugar um, as possible out of the grain that the yeast eats, and so that will become that will dry right out. So the the finishing gravity of that will be really low, so very very little residual sugar, and that's how you get nice crispy, um, fresh, uh, dry beers. Um, is having as low a residual sugar as possible. Um, this one today will finish pretty low, probably about seven, one point oh oh seven, which is um, the specific gravity. Uh, so that's how much sugar is left in the in the beer. Oh, that's because like I I tr- I've, I've ruined a couple thirty liter batches of beer. Yeah. Um, and I always wondered what the, you know you measure this specific gravity. It's got to be the same a couple days all that stuff. But I didn't know exactly what it's measured. So that's the sugar that's left is what it's measured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how much is how much hasn't been eaten basically? So and we're starting today's at um, forty two. So okay. ten ten forty two will be the start of this one. So that's what we'll aim to get in the kettle by the end of the boil, or just before transfer, will be 1042. Um, so we'll send that, um, and so today is a double batch, so we've got to do this whole process twice. So halfway through this lautering process, yep. the rinsing between here and there, we'll start the next one, okay. and then chase it through. So it's about eight or nine hours of brewing over two batches. Yep, yep so that's all already, the grain's already sitting in the silo there, ready to go for the next batch, that's yep. been milled crushed that's ready to go just got to open up the chute there and that'll be our next batch um, so we'll get that started halfway through the water awesome uh, yeah so let's fire up this um if you come down and we'll fire up the water research so this is basically there so this is the process here we're just doing a, a loop through there um, so we'll just shut that off fire up that pump and this is our litres per minute there so that's how fast basically that's moving and we're kind of just going to aim for about five or six to start off with um, if I get a light we'll be able to see see there that that's kind of all clumpy and cloudy by the time this process, this recirculation process is completed, that'll be pretty clear. Yep. And that's when we transfer over. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. so that's your, your, your work, and the aim is to get that as clear as possible. Yep. So then you can pass it on and yep. start adding the stuff to make beer. Make beer. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Time for beers. <laughs> now we're talking. Cool. Cool. Well, that's done. Yeah, no, no it's, it's very <laughs> impromptu and super exciting. I think um, I think everyone at home is really going to enjoy that. I think you know we've we've had a look at the process. Let's talk a little bit more about the beers themselves. Yeah. Since opening, is there a particular beer that you're 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 more fond of or more proud of? I suppose it's, it must be hard. It's kind of like kind of a favourite kid. I right? know it is. Everyone's like, "What's your favourite beer?" And I'm like, "Well." I can't answer that for starters and also it depends on what time of day it is and mm. what I've done that day like if I've just gone for a run then we've got our whippersnapper which is the it's like you're hazy there but it's only 3.3% and it's okay. just refreshing and delicious and you would never know that it's only 3.3% so mm. that's my favourite mm-hmm. if it's the end of a very long day uh, then that's my favourite the yep. Choice Bro Hazy yeah um, and then at the moment actually this one is sort of the one that I kind of find myself gravitating to so that's the Red Vienna Lager, so it's it's um, 
got nice library <coughs> yeasty notes, but a little bit of maltiness in the background, but still really refreshing. Like it's not sweet, um, yeah. so that's pretty nice. But our top beer is just our um, pavemaker lager all day long. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that's interesting because I feel like probably not so much now, but it used to be you you wouldn't find a lager at a craft no, beer bar. I know, right? Whereas now I think like what is it? Um, uh, the Albert down Hobart they're only doing those more yeah. you know your stock standard uh, bar beers, yeah. but in a, a more crafty way. So yeah. I suppose it's, exactly. it's cool to see those sort of two worlds coming together. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, just because it's a lager doesn't mean it's a. a um, you know, Great Northern or whatever crappy mm. kind of stuff you want to drink, but it's it's like we our, our lager has a little bit of citra um, thrown into the whirlpool, so it gives it a nice little bit of crispiness, and and that's obviously very much against the rules if you're talking German lagers. Yeah, but that's what that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, um, and it's only just over four percent, so you can drink it all day long. Well, yeah, yeah. within <coughs> in <reason>. moderation. <laughs> um, and so, and that's why it's popular because it's, it's just really tasty. Um, and then the second one's our normal beer, which is the the ale, our kind of ale version of that, I guess, where it's it's pretty much just your your draft um, style, and and that's always every single week number two. So, okay. and part of that is we're in Bernie, and so the craft beer world is probably still a few years away from um, catching up with us. Um, but they're still plenty of people here that you know come to drink that or the sours or yeah. the you know coffee porter or mm-hmm. some of the more kind of crafty stuff yeah. um, but all of our top four beers so the paid maker lager the normal beer the pale ale which is what we're brewing today mm-hmm. um, and the session IPA are all you know four and a half percent really drinkable all nice and crispy um, so that's really what we're our thing yeah. is and I think, that, again, it, sort of, it comes back to what you were saying before about it's the whole experience. Like, you, mm. you want this to be somewhere where anyone who wants a beer can come have one, not just like, you know, your exactly. really hoity-toity hipster craft beer guy exactly. to someone who wants a, a beer with lunch sort of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Or a wine. And that's the thing. is like we've got a full wine list, we've got full spirits, we've got ev- everything here. We're not snobby about that. We want people to enjoy their time, mm. not be like, nope, you're here for the beer, so... Mm. And so you, you guys have just released the Choice Bro, mm-hmm. which is your um, hazy. Yep. Um, single hop hazy. So okay. that's why it's called Choice Bro, because it has um, the single hop is a New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, hop called Nelson Solven. Yep. Um, so it's just got crap tons of that in it, mm. um, which is why you get that massive pineapple hit, mm. um, a little bit of wininess to it as well. Super um, fruity. <laughs> very, very fruity, um, and nice and thick, and it's obviously got a lot of oats in it. Um, mm. So that, yeah, has only been sort of out for a couple of weeks, and we're mm. putting it in cans next week. Mm. Well, um, make sure you, you get your hand on some of those cans. So you, this one's just dropped. You've got your core range. Yep. Have you got any, you know... You, some ideas of other things in the pipeline or are you going to yeah. sort of stick with these for the no, next No, 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 there'll always be. So there's always new stuff. I guess my main thing at the moment is that I'm about three months late on a stout. Okay. Um, so yeah. we'll <laughs> we kind of probably miss, miss winter a little bit. But we'll have a um, nice midsummer stout. Midsummer stout. Nothing yeah. quite like it. Stout drinkers will love it. They don't care what time of year yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got our oatmeal stout that will... Um, get brewed in the next turn um but then other than that it's just keeping up really so 
nothing too kind of weird and mm -hmm. crazy. Um, we might do try a couple of different um, single hop versions of that one yeah. just to kind of get different expressions mm -hmm. um, so people can experience what a hop does. Mm. Um, so just that sort of stuff. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Nice. Yeah, no bubblegum sours or anything. Or Not yet. Else. Not know. well. Mm. <laughs> Gotta work your way through. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. Oh yeah, yeah. A bit of bubblegum sour up the end there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, every week you guys have cool stuff on here. You can see all of that on your socials and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Anything coming up in the near future that you want people to keep an eye out for, or just or do we just send them straight to your socials because it'll all be Oh, there. definitely hit up our socials. There's we have a what's coming up every week um, that's posted every mm -hmm. you know, on a Monday. Um, we've got our Italian long lunch. Um, so there's a restaurant in Devonport, um, Pizzerani Cucina. So they. Really awesome Italian restaurant over there. They've got a food truck as well. They're going to come and do a, their second kitchen takeover. Oh, cool. Um, and so that's a long lunch and long dinner on the 24th of July, a mm -hmm. um, couple of weeks' time. And then in August, we've got Taz Whiskey Week coming and doing a, I think it's the 9th, the week of the 9th of August, sometime, okay. whatever the Wednesday is that week. Mm hmm. We have Taz Whiskey Week coming here mm -hmm. with a bunch of distilleries. I'm going to do Boilermakers, so that's that's the whiskey and beer, yeah. um, which I love both of those things. So okay. um, everyone will get a whiskey and a beer to match with it, yep. um, and it's going to be a good night. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. I'll have to, have to pencil that one in. Yeah. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, having us today. Thank you for taking us through the brewery. Thanks no, for having good. a chat to us. Thanks for letting us try your amazing beers. This has been so much fun. Um, I strongly recommend uh, any of the beer babes um, come on down to Bernie. Yep, come up. Uh, what's our What's our address here so people know where? Yeah, so uh, Wil Fifty Seven Wilmot Street's the address. It's on the corner of Wilmot and Alexander. It's kind of hard to miss. Yeah. Um, put a fair bit of stuff on the outside yep. of the building. Yeah. It looks a little bit different for anyone that's seen it. Mm -hmm. um, seen this building previously. Um, Hundred and twenty seat uh, restaurant out the front. Beer garden coming for summer. Um, mm -hmm out the back so watch this space for that mm. when I get five minutes I'll just yeah. whip that up for you yeah. um, and um, yeah so it's like, like we said you know, come, for, come for a meal it's, yeah. it's definitely more about coming and um, doing that uh, live music on Fridays mm -hmm. and Sundays too so pretty good vibes in here of a Friday afternoon and mm -hmm. Sunday afternoons in a brew pub yep. is the best place in the world yeah well I've had so much fun I'm looking forward to grabbing some lunch and maybe having Maybe one or two more of these. I don't think. Don't think. I, no, but you know, maybe I'll branch out, try something else. But yeah. this has been so much fun. Thank yeah. you again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Indeed. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.